Jazz. Uh-oh. Stopped him. Open three. The high schools. Also going to take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Jason Walker with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and joining us. Love to hear your thoughts as we talk about Game 5 in the NBA Finals. Uh, We've got a long list of coaches that the Utah Jazz are speaking to to find their next head coach. And the, the list has gotten a lot longer. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting any day now to receive my call telling me I'm being interviewed for the potential <laughs> Do open, you for know the opening anything of the Utah about Jazz. basketball. Uh ball goes in the hoop. <laughs> Although I think Jim Boylan beat me to that one. <laughs> <laughs> Can we schedule a Zoom call? Uh cool. so who's on the latest list? Uh stat that blew our minds, our player of the week. We'll get into that. Um and then really kind of an interesting announcement today regarding Major League Soccer. And their media rights. So we'll get into that. That 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 does affect Real Salt Lake and how people can watch or follow those games. So I'm first curious to know: Are there many people in our listening audience who follow Real Salt Lake and and watch these games? And then second, does this news really bother you or affect you in any way? Because you may already consume media this other way so we'll explain what that means a little bit later on uh but if you want to weigh in we'd love to hear from you 435-339-0321 on our full court press text line uh there was a text that came through and i apologize 7994 i didn't see it at the end of our show last night i probably should have brought it up because i did see it i, uh, I guess i should be more assertive and be like yeah oh, I I just, gotta. you see it chime right in uh so 7994 the tail end of the show yesterday we were talking about how there were the ratings for the NBA, and uh, they're they're up over the last two years. They're up over last year, and certainly up over the COVID bubble, but they're not really to where those ratings used to be. So it's okay. It's it's trending in the right way, but it's not quite what it was. So it's kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, it's almost where it was throughout most of the 2010s. Right, and so uh, we were talking about you know what makes some series more interesting than others for for wide viewership and audiences and I think we both kind of agreed that it, Steph Curry the Warriors have to be involved somehow or LeBron James uh, has to be a big star and a big media market for fans to really get interested and, and get into it for the yeah. casual fans I should say um, and then 7994 chimed in. The reason for the narrow focus is because the NBA has a focus on the largest markets, hypes the superstars, and pays little attention to the smaller markets. Yeah. The and small th- markets oh. are just there for the large markets to feed on. Shouldn't cut you off there. <laughs> okay. uh, and one of the points why, that I made, and I think he, he said this not too long after I made the point, is that the NFL is able to promote every team, provided that they're good usually. 
there are other reasons, you know, a team might end up in the news. The Jacksonville Jaguars were all over the news last year, at least for like the first half, you know, with Urban Meyer. But yeah, the NFL is able to get any team involved. It doesn't matter where they're at. Small market's not a thing in the NFL. It isn't in the NBA. So, and I think that kind of touched, that text was kind of touching on that as well. Right. Kansas City, Green Bay, yeah. Buffalo. We're all excited about those teams and yeah, what like they the, do. Like the biggest game of the year last year, I mean, obviously other than the Super Bowl, like one of the most hyped one was, you know, Buffalo and Kansas City. Two small market teams and everyone watched that game and everyone loved it. Right. And, and everyone talked about it. The Giants and the Jets have been irrelevant for a long time. Yeah. It's so like, they're the, in the biggest media market. Yeah. And, like, if you look at the NFL, you know, they say, oh, the NBA is only good if, like, L.A. and New York are involved. And you mentioned, you mentioned the, the Jets and the Giants. And for the longest time, the NFL didn't have a team in L.A. I think the, the Rams last year, this was the first time an L.A. team won the Super Bowl, I think. I heard somebody say that. I didn't double-check it. But I think that sounds about right. So the NFL doesn't need L.A. It has it now, twice over, but it hits, it's never needed L.A. and never will. The NBA supposedly has to have L.A. or New York or wherever. Or Chicago or Boston. Yeah, because yeah, now it's, it's California and Boston in the finals, and apparently people are watching again. Apparently that's the only way the NBA can be any good. Yeah, and it's disappointing because – uh, it, the NBA is a star-driven league, and unless you have a transcendent superstar, then the team is doesn't really matter. It's about the star. Yeah. Now, if Steph Curry, if he was playing in Oklahoma City, and they were perennially in the uh, in the championships, maybe it would be a different story. Yeah. Well, we saw people talk about OKC when Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were there. There were these generational talents, so they talked about them. They've talked about Milwaukee the last few years because now Giannis is getting you know that super, super duper star treatment. So now people are willing to talk about Milwaukee, and since he won a title in Milwaukee, they shut up about him leaving Milwaukee for now. We'll see how that goes uh, happens going forward. But you know, if you become that that Steph Curry, the Giannis, the LeBron, because you know they talked about LeBron in Cleveland, now nobody cares about Cleveland. Right. So. True. Good point. Good point. And, and you know, it makes me wonder if Kevin Durant had, had opted to stay in Oklahoma City, could that, could they have gotten there? But ultimately, it, it's it's kind of a disappointing narrative that a place like OKC can't keep that kind of talent, and for a place like Utah, probably going to be something similar. Though, I mean, they kind of bucked the trend in the late '90s. But it took him a long time to get there. It took him to get the guy who finished second in career points and or is now third, I think. Yeah, because LeBron passed him. The guy who's now third in career points and first in career assist. That's what it took for them <laughs> to be relevant. Yes. It took two generational talents that they got in the draft. Yeah. Whom they, whom they developed. Like two and like within like three or four years. Yes, very close to each other. Uh, 9315 on our Full Court Press text line. Will it count for head coach experience if you have played in one on NBA Jams? Then I get a jazz interview. Yeah, that's that's possible. Uh, I've not done very well at 2K general manager mode. My teams tend not to do very good. So I guess that's general manager mode. So I guess I won't get the general manager position, right. but maybe I can get the head coaching position. It's, just, it's about coaching. So in 9315, the question is, how often does your player get on fire? 
Yeah. That, that's the uh, real important question. If, he, that, the, if, if he's on fire all the time, that means you're good at player development and like motivation and all that. So, <laughs> Okay, so last night, Game 5, NBA Finals, Golden State Warriors, Boston Celtics. It, Golden State's in control in the first half. Boston can't hit the broadside of a barn from outside. They miss, what, 13 straight from the three. Uh, second, or the second half, third quarter has been has belonged to Golden State, but the script was flipped. Boston starts making shots left and right. Everybody's hitting, and they storm back. They take a lead. Like, okay, Boston's woken up. They've proven that they can play well on this court and win in that arena. Are they going to do it again? But then the fourth quarter, it was all Golden State. Yeah. And really, I think the what the kind of the linchpin there to really swing things in Golden State's favor was that pool bank shot at the buzzer. It, those are big momentum plays that and you had the the timeout or the the quarter break. Everybody's all going crazy, and that just kind of helped propel them into the next quarter, and they just never relented. Yeah, and that it goes back to Boston's youth and experience. That thing will impact them more negatively than probably it helped the Warriors positively, even with the crowd and all that. So they're going in, you know, down on their luck, and they have to sit there with that feeling for the entire quarter break and commercial. And, you know, then they have to come out. And, you know, with when you're a veteran, you've got to be able to come out and just ignore that. Just we're going to play our game. And these guys, maybe they're not quite that ability yet to be able to just shake everything off, good, bad, or otherwise, and come out and play your game you know, play in and play out. So last night we talked about players who need to step up and have a bigger game to impact their team. For for Boston, I said it needed to be Horford and uh, what was my other one? I swear I had two. Uh, Horford and... See, I, I pointed out Marcus Smart. That was the one I won. That's true. You did say Smart. I, maybe I said... I don't know if you. Had I can't a remember if I had another one. I know I, I mentioned Horford. You, well, you mentioned Horford after I had brought in Smart, so I don't know. Maybe you were also thinking Smart, and I took him. So. Yeah, but Horford, he was a minus nineteen, nine points, nine rebounds, one assist. Yeah, just not super involved. I mean, he takes six shots. He took three threes. I mean, he made two out of three threes. Like field goal percentage looks good, and rebounding totals look all right but just not nearly as involved as he should have been. Right. He, he just really didn't have that kind of an impact on the game. Frankly, Boston didn't get much help outside of Smart, Brown, and Tatum. Yeah, it, it's interesting because I said Smart had to have a good game offensively, and what do you know? He has 20 points on 15 shots, and it didn't matter in the end, I guess. Uh, I guess they really did need Al Horford more than they needed Marcus <laughs> Smart. Because, um, yeah... You know, Smart, he hit his shots, hit just under 50% of his shots, you know, good field goal percentage. And I think it, I guess it just didn't matter. And actually, one interesting thing, I, I wanted to, to present this to you. So let's say uh, Eric Franson is a Boston Celtics fan circa yesterday. You're, let's pretend you're, in, you're a Boston fan yesterday, and I come to you and I say, Eric, I'm, I'm from the future. And I'm going to tell you these things about tonight's game. And... Let me know how you feel about this. I say Boston is going to shoot twice as many free throws. They're going to have twice as many three-pointed or twice as many free throw attempts. They'll make more three-pointers. They'll out-rebound the Warriors 47 to 39 
and Steph Curry will have just 16 points and go 0 for 9 from 3. How does Boston Celtics fans, Eric, feel about that if I showed up from the future and told you that's what was going to happen? Uh, I think uh, Boston's going to win by 12. Yeah, you, you think they would have blown them out. It would have been a perfect game. Everything about that would have been perfect. And yet this game was the, the, gar- the bench players made it in for garbage time. And the two things about that were turnovers and bench points because that, that tells the story more than any of those other things. Uh, Boston had 18 turnovers to just six from the Warriors. I mean, the big well, disparity. Yeah, Jalen Brown had five by himself. The Warriors had six as a team. That's enormous. And I, I didn't look up how many points were off of turnovers, but let's just assume it's a lot. Because <laughs> they actually don't usually put that on the box score where I usually get my box score. So I don't know. I, I may have something about that in a stat that blew our minds. Ooh. So stay tuned for that. Ooh. Was I, yeah. was I about to steal your thunder? No, no. It's, oh, okay, okay. I could have found an alternative. But that's okay. We're good. <laughs> so I'll, I'll back off. But let's say that's, No, you're good. That, uh, that was the story. Even though Boston has all these advantages – you know, in so many different ways, a lot of the things that people talk about, you know, having more rebounds and and getting more free throws, and it didn't matter because of turnovers. Interesting decision for uh, Ime Odoka to start Horford and Williams. Is that is, is that the way to go moving forward, to go that big and have that much force on the floor? Or... Uh, really, I think that maybe something else that needs to be considered is Marcus Smart is taking a lot of the duties as the de facto point guard. But is it time to have Derek White handle most of those duties and just say, Marcus Smart, your job is just to be a defender. If the ball comes to you and you're part of the flow of the offense, okay, but you don't need to be the one to initiate the offense. I think part of the reason why he's been doing it is because during the regular season, he really evolved to be capable of running the point guard position and was. But maybe he's not on the level that he needs to be for, you know, the finals. Um, but I don't know if anybody else on the team is going to be any better. Um, I mean, Jason Tatum's evolved to be able to be, you know, they can maybe share the floor and share point guard duties, and they kind of have at times. So. But sure, you don't necessarily need to have the point guard be the one to initiate the offense. Yeah. We, we saw that in game one. Uh, Tatum didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he was the one who initiated the offense. He was very impactful in how that game uh, progressed without having to score a lot because the attention was on his playmaking. Now that's kind of evolved and changed during the course of this series. Um, I think that Golden State has figured that out a little bit more. But um, yeah, that that it was an interesting nuance as this uh, series has progressed, but also just not a lot of help off the bench for Boston last night. Yeah, that was one thing. Uh, I think 31 points, bench points for the Warriors. Uh, the Celtics technically, I think, had 10, but six of those came in garbage time. The couple guys that came in garbage time hit a couple of threes. Right. So yep. the, effectively they had four bench points. Right. Three from Williams, one from White. I mean, they got to have more from White. I mean, if he's going to play 21 minutes and as good as he has shown that he can be, he's got to give them more than one free throw. 
Yeah, he's usually hit, you know, a few threes that are, you know, they're, they've been part of runs they've made. He's not been starting them, but he's been participant in some of those big offensive runs, hitting threes or slashing to the basket. And, yeah, one point in 21 minutes, you know, when the rotations are this short, you can't have guys scoring one point unless they're doing something else remarkably well in that game. The Golden State offensive output, pretty similar to what we've seen in this series. It's right there in that few points differential, 107, 104, somewhere in there. They scored 104 points last night. That's kind of been their sweet spot, pretty consistent. But it's that Boston can have that huge 20-point swing and how effective they are offensively, and they just they struggled. And a lot of that was because of all the turnovers and just not uh, as focused, not as clean in initiating their own offense. Yeah, and I wonder if they just kind of assumed, you know, this is the first time they've won or lost back-to-back games and I forget what date everyone's been saying, but it's it's been a while, a few months. Okay, so I did look on that, and Boston lost back-to-back games in late March. So it's been a couple months. Yeah. Late March, and before that, you have to go all the way back to January since they lost back-to-back games. Now, the last time they lost three in a row, you have to go all the way back into uh, late December. They lost uh, at Milwaukee on Christmas Day, at Minnesota on December 27th, and lost versus the uh, Lakers on December 29th. That's the last time they lost three in a row. Yeah, This team does not lose multiple games back-to-back very often. At least they haven't since late December. Yeah, and so I think... Maybe they were thinking they were invincible in not losing back-to-back games. Something about, again, it's back to just not being veteran enough, not having that experience to shake off all the narratives and just play. Maybe they'll be able to do that. Maybe they're just good enough that they won't lose game six. I don't think they'll lose game six. I think this is going to go seven games. I'd probably pick the Warriors at this point because I don't think the Warriors are going to lose back-to-back, much less a game seven at home. But I think the Celtics definitely have enough in them that they're going to win Game Six. Um, we th- we talked about the players that we thought needed to be impact guys for the Celtics, and how right or wrong we were on that. For Golden State, impact players that we picked for uh, for the Warriors. Um, I can't remember who I picked. <laughs> I remember saying that uh, uh, Jordan Poole needed to have a big game. And uh, now I'm trying to remember who my other guy was. Um, I, I think it was uh, Clay Thompson, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and Clay, he was five for eleven from three. I uh, thought he provided some good defense, 21 points as a as a starter. And then Jordan Poole, I uh, had that big bank shot at the end of uh, uh, end of the quarter, but he ended up with 14 points off the bench, which really helped spark and keep things going for Golden State when they were off the bench. Um, when they had their bench unit in, I should say. But I, I'm trying to remember who your guys were. I don't know if I ended up actually picking anyone. I think I had. I think I was just saying that Steph Curry just needed to keep going, which would have been wrong because he didn't have a great <laughs> game. Because um, I, was, I was probably thinking similar as far as you, as far as Jordan Poole needing to be good, which he was obviously excellent in just 14 minutes. Um it probably just been you know the support for Steph Curry, which is what they got. Everyone, everyone but Steph Curry seemed to have a really good game last night. 
Uh, Gary Payton the second, I thought he was fantastic off the bench, good energy, good lift, grabbing rebounds, scoring when he had the opportunity, playing some solid defense. Um, but uh, it was it, Andrew Wiggins was the guy. I mean, he just took over, especially in that second half. Yeah, he's he's playing well enough that people are starting to whisper Andrew Wiggins' Finals MVP, which that's mostly to get clicks. It's <laughs> not actually a thing, but it's it really shows how Andrew Wiggins has had a couple of really good performances, uh, especially back to back, with with some of the just filling up the stat sheet and he's really separating himself and. So much so that today uh, a certain somebody on national radio said he would take Andrew Wiggins over Rudy Gobert. Um, that's how bad. <laughs> they're, like, I guess that's how good Andrew Wiggins' stock is right now is that people are willing to take him over, you know, three-time defensive player of the year and all that. Well, he's been impactful. And not having to be the guy and not having the pressure of being the main person to lead a team – seems to have really helped him kind of get dialed in and, and play at a much higher level because he, he was never known to be a great rebounder and a great defender. I mean, these are new things for him just this last year in his development with the Golden State Warriors, which is a big part of why they're back as a title-contending team. Yeah, I think you mentioned him not having to focus on being the guy. It's helped him focus on some of these smaller things, rebounding and defense, as you pointed out, and great coaching. He's finally got great coaching, a great environment, and a great role. Pull all those things together, plus he's a great talent, obviously, and he's finally able to, you know, fill the measure of his creation, so to speak. (laughs) Nice, I like that. Uh, (laughs) 435-339-0321, if you want to chime in and your reactions to Game 5 last night in the NBA Finals, um, just, uh, you know, where where do things go from here? Certainly we'll preview Game 6 when we get closer, but uh, your reactions... Uh, to what took place in San Francisco last night. Uh, coming up, interesting, pretty big media deal for Major League Soccer, and it has some bigger ripple effects than I think we were originally uh, understood. And if you're a Real Salt Lake fan, your ability to follow uh, Real Salt Lake is going to be greatly different in the future. So I want to get your reactions to that. 435-339-0321. Plus our player of the week and the stat that blew our minds is coming up. Uh, You know, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they're open seven days a week now. So if your days are, uh, your main weekdays are busy enough and Saturdays are filled with kids' activities and running to games and practices and visiting grandma and grandpa, whatever, and Sunday's your only day to get stuff done, on your vehicle, Valvoline Instant Oil Change is now open at 695 North Main. They're quick, clean, easy, just how it should be when it comes to an oil change. So stop in today or any day this week, including Sunday, 695 North Main in Logan. Betty, why are you packing your house up? I'm ready to move. My home is so boring. There's no color on the walls, no pop. I have the answer. Go see Castalite in Logan. They have several products to make your walls stand out. I just finished a wall with their speedy mason system. It was so easy and looks amazing. Does this sound familiar to you? Refresh your home with affordable options at Castalite for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go. Online at castalite.com. 
Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cash Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room, ready to get out there and play to win. But you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name. But who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. We all know moms rule the world, but dads are important too. Do something special for dad this Father's Day. Pick him out a watch to fit his personality from Jerex. We feature watches by Citizen, Bolova, unique wood watches by Tree Hut, and our own one-of-a-kind custom brand Jerex Fine Jewelry timepieces. Or maybe your dad would like a tie bar, chain, bracelet, or how about a special ring with your name engraved on the inside? Let dad know how special he is. Jerex Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerex. Don't get caught without power to your home or business. This is Tyler with Golden Spike Electric. We offer Generac backup generators to keep your home or business warm, avoiding frozen pipes, loss of valuable food, or even a flooded basement. Golden Spike Electric is certified and factory trained, so you know it will be installed right and properly maintained. Contact Golden Spike Electric so you'll never be without power again. Online at gsegenerators.com. We also service other brands. Golden Spike Electric and Generac. Power you can count on. Hey Utah, summer driving is here. Pack up and hit the road today in a new fuel-efficient Hyundai. Save right now during our Drive Into Summer Sales event at Murdoch Hyundai. With 2.79% for five years on Hyundai's award-winning lineup. The 2022 Elantra, Sonata, or Venue. Plus every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty. 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty and owner's assurance. When you walk through our doors, you feel like family. At Murdoch Hyundai and Logan Lennon Murray and online at MurdochHyundai.com. Call 866-628-3065. See dealer for complete details. Offer expires 7522. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Jason Walker, the new co-host of the Full Court Press. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, 1069thefan.com. And always on the 1069 The Fan mobile app, which is free to download and take along with you. So Major League Soccer announcing a landmark deal today. Uh, a new multimedia rights package with... Apple TV starting in 2023 
that will be in place for 10 years. And each team's going to make a ton of money. The deal's worth $250 million a year. I mean, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of cheddar. <laughs> yes, it is. Like, when I first saw this, so I saw it this morning, and I just kind of passed it by. Because I was like, oh, I, that's good for the MLS. You know, it's always nice when a fan, you know, I'm a fan of Real Salt Lake, and so it's a good thing, from my opinion, that they get this big TV deal. Because it's always good for the sport when more dollars are coming in. And then we were talking about it before the show, and that's when the negative part about this TV deal comes in, and that's that local broadcasts, at least as they are now, are going, are going away, basically. The TV broadcasts. This is according to prosoccerwire.usatoday.com, and I tweeted this link out earlier today, uh, breaking down the, the, the uh, terms of this agreement, which... $250 million a year for Major League Soccer. It sounds great, but there is some fine print, and this is what it says. With the league's media rights deals expiring at the end of 2022, um, it, uh, oh, I'm jumping around the, the wrong paragraph. Basically, fans will be able to watch every live Major League Soccer match in English or Spanish by subscribing to a new MLS streaming service through Apple TV. No longer will there be any local TV blackouts as every MLS team's local television deal will expire at the end of 2022. Now, there were there were never local TV blackouts for Real Salt Lake because the arrangements they had with local media partners, KMYU, uh, KUTV, KSL, they had deals in place and they provided every game, no matter what, on free over-the-air television, but that's going away after this year. Every team's local TV deal will expire. Yeah, it's it's not a good thing for the fan. It's great for the league and the league's bottom line. It's not good for fans, at least especially RSL fans like myself. I've watched pretty much you know every, every game I've watched. I've watched for free online. Or, or I've gone to some games. I have not watched literally every game, but I've watched most of the games over the last two or three years. And I'm just able to type in, I go to KSL Online, and I click the link and I watch the game. Now I'm going to have to pay you know, more money, which, I mean, I guess if it helps RSL, then I guess maybe I can, you know, pony up, I don't know how much money, it's, how much money Apple TV plus the subscription is going to cost, but... You know, it's it's a more of a hassle for RSL fans, especially the those that don't have Apple TV. That's that's the cost of this deal is the fans' pocketbooks. Right. It, it's an interesting trend, and we've seen more more and more people uh, accepting watching uh, sporting events on various streaming services. Uh, there's a lot of cord cutters out there that aren't you doing cable anymore, or Dish, or Directv. Um, and so there are a lot of there's a growing number of people that are consuming media online only, whether it's through a smart TV or whatever. But there's always been another option to watch these games because not everybody has access like that. And so this is in, in the past, there's been games available on these streaming services, but there's usually been some other over the air way to find it. 
But with Major League Soccer, that's going away. They're going all in on online only. Yeah, and it's potentially a preview of the future because these leagues are really looking at these streaming options. A lot of startup leagues and lesser leagues have pretty much already started trying to go that way. You know, I know the WNBA has tried some things and, and other smaller leagues are trying, you know, streaming services. The MLS is the first big league to, I guess at this point, go exclusively online and just they're cutting the cord first. Yeah. Well, now there are some options where ESPN or Univision or Fox, uh, they may still have some games that they can bid on to put on their networks. Uh, but that would run concurrently with what's on Apple TV. So there may still be a few games here and there, but again, that's only if it's a nationally designated broadcast. Yeah, and again, it hurts RSL fans because we've been incredibly blessed to have these options for free. It's actually remarkable because every other team I follow, I can't get it for free. Well, we discovered they are the only team that provides that option where every game is available for free. Yeah. So it is wonderful what RSL has been doing. Uh, and it is kind of spoiling it. me complaining that I actually have to pay money to, to, to view an entertainment product. Probably comes off a bit as spoiled. But again, you know, RSL was able to provide that and make money off of that. But yeah, it's this, this TV deal hurts RSL fans. Maybe doesn't hurt others. Because like I said, not everyone was doing what RSL was doing. So I know people around here... Um, yeah, you, know, you mentioned how you don't know how much the of the listener audience watches RSL. I guess I'm not part of the listener audience anymore. <laughs> I was in that. I did listen to the show and I I did watch I do watch RSL, but well, it'll be slightly harder. One one note here is that local radio broadcasts will continue. Uh so that's encouraging as long as you're in the Salt Lake area, you can hear the radio station that's covering it. Um but for the normal over-the-air ability to watch the game on TV, it's going away. And so what's also not known is how does that affect their the, the people that have been designated as the your normal broadcast play-by-play personnel? Yeah, for pretty much everyone. And honestly, I'd say that the RSL probably had the best broadcast duo of you know pretty much everyone in the state, at least of the professional teams. You know, and even some of the college ones, like they were really good duo, and they may not get a job because they'd have to then maybe move on to Apple TV or get hired by them. I don't know how all that works, but they may not get hired by Apple, and they may want to bring in their own guys who may not be as good. They might be outsiders or less experienced, which we've seen when when their media rights change. There's no guarantee that they will continue to go with someone local with deep institutional knowledge. Yeah. We've seen that kind of close to home <laughs> before where they choose somebody from many, many, many miles away. And yeah, anyway. Uh, so it's an interesting move for Major League Soccer, and it's going to impact Real Salt Lake fans. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising. Um, I don't know if that gets modified, but it's a 10-year deal. Well, for how much Apple is paying, it makes sense that that kind of exclusivity is included. Because $2.5 billion for the MLS, which is still a pretty small-time league, that's a lot of money to be paying out and not get exclusive exclusivity, complete exclusivity. True. Um, yeah, interesting point. So if you're a Real Salt Lake fan and you've been watching the games on some of the local channels, 
enjoy it while you can because yeah. next year it's going to be different. You got the rest of this year. The clock is ticking. <laughs> the end is nigh. <laughs> yeah. Get my sign and go pick it on. There you go. It's your soapbox. Uh, nine three one five. Getting us back to uh, the Boston Celtics Golden State Warriors deal. Uh, what do you guys think of the basketball lookalike that got a lifetime ban because he got past five security guys and was putting up shots on the floor? And he also sh- he shares the link. And I guess uh, he was asked um, about was it worth it to get banned and get fined like he did. He says, absolutely. I was an NBA player for 10 minutes, bro. That is the longest link I've ever seen in my life. It's <laughs> a big one. But yeah, this guy, he looks like Clay Thompson, goes out onto the court before the game, looks like he's in warm-ups, and he's putting up shots. I've seen the, the video of it. He's got somebody rebounding for him, kicking it back out to him, and he's just going around the three-point line putting up shots. Like he, He's totally cool to be there. That uh, the five security checkpoints, whatever, was almost my stat of the day. Or a stat that blew my mind. It was like, it's it's the power of acting like you belong there. That's really what it is, and it's amazing how good that power is. I mean, there there was uh, a few years ago, actually, there was the guy that faked a press pass, made it into the NBA Finals Game Seven of that uh, you know famous Cavs Warriors series where Cavs came back one after the three one deficit. This 19-year-old kid gets into Game 7 because he faked a press pass. And <laughs> just acted like he knew what he was yeah. doing. And from the article I saw, it maybe something happened later, but the article that I looked at said he didn't face any negative repercussions. Maybe that was a not yet. I didn't. I, I, I saw this text right before the commercial break, and so I went and looked that up because it reminded me of that. Um, so maybe he faced some later. I don't know if he got the lifetime ban and ten thousand dollars down the drain. Wish I had ten thousand dollars to waste on yeah. being. A, that's maybe the difference here, though, is this guy was on the court. Yeah, and there, there's guys who have. And he's impersonating a player. Yeah, I mean, one guy there was. I think one time where like a fan like caught a ball and like he pretended to shoot or something like that, and it's like, but it was you know good natured and obviously, you know, he was just having a little fun for five seconds, right? Not ten minutes, which. <laughs> I guess this guy paid $1,000 per minute of being an NBA player, if, <laughs> if we're doing the math correctly. Uh, uh, 8739, that sucks. I watch most RSL games. Starting next year, I won't watch any at all. Yeah, I will I will probably try. I'll look into Apple TV. We'll see uh, how much money I can spare on that. Uh, I waste a lot of money on other subscriptions. I may not have any left over. That and it's ridiculous. We have to subscribe to anything anymore. Yeah, uh, well, now we have to subscribe to everything. We used to pay a hundred bucks a month or more for cable. Now we have to pay a hundred bucks in subscriptions every month on the thirty different things, which means thirty different passwords I have to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun. Uh, all right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, we've been teasing this for a few days, and now we're going to get to it. Finally, who is on the list? For the Utah Jazz, it's been a growing list. So who are they speaking with uh, to be their next head coach? Uh, the interviews allegedly began Friday, mostly starting and uh, in more earnest uh, yesterday with uh, interviewing more people. But uh, who's on the list? Um, there's already one that can take his name off the list. Looks like he just leveraged this for a, a pay raise and a... And a uh, promotion. Promotion. That's where. Thank you for his current job. 
But we'll take a look at that coming up next here in the Full Court Press, along with the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Uh, Mountain West Motor, they invite you to help them drive change in our community. So each month, they select a local nonprofit or a cause to donate funds to. And so we can all drive change by helping those in need. So when you purchase a vehicle at Mountain West Motor, you're helping to drive change. So go check out uh, your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV by checking out what they have on their lot right now at 615 North Main in Logan. Or check out their online inventory at mwmotor.com. It's happened to us all. Red punch, nail polish, coffee or paint. This is the hell with Northern Utah Chem Dry. What you don't realize is using your own methods can potentially lock in stains within the carpet. ChemDry's patented stain removal solutions have successfully removed stains all over Cass Valley. If we can't get it out, no one can. So next time you spill, call ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. I have been servicing, selling, and installing appliances for over 40 years. We have been a locally owned and operated family business since 1970. Daryl's offers you the most experienced service team in northern Utah and southern Idaho. Keep it simple with a one-stop appliance shop with service, sales, parts, and warranty needs all in one place. Our huge parts department has the right part when you need it. Remember, shop local for the best-priced appliances and quality service in the business. Daryl's West on Airport Road. This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posturepedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. This is Gene Needham of S.E. Needham Jewelers. If you are in the market for a diamond engagement ring, I would like to personally invite you to visit our store. With our beautiful selection of rings and broad diversity in style, you are sure to find a ring you'll love. You'll enjoy our quiet atmosphere as you view our beautiful selection of diamonds. We grade each diamond twice in order to assure exactness in the diamonds we present. Shop and compare. And then come to the Diamond Engage Ring Store, where Utah gets engaged. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Eric France and Jason Walker here in the Full Court Press. Utah Jazz in need of a new head coach. And they're casting a very wide net. It seems to be getting wider and wider all the time. Hopefully it's starting to narrow down at this point. But initially what started out as five or six candidates that jumped out right away has now grown to how much? It's at least 14. Uh, That's... The, the few lists that I've seen that have pretty much compiled all the names, they've, they both settled on 14. Maybe there's others that haven't been reported, but we're at least at 14. So if they That's do one nuts. interview a day, they'll have two weeks' worth of interviews, which I guess they've already started. So Yeah, allegedly they spoke with somebody Friday, and they um, were supposedly doing several interviews yesterday. I would hope that, that would continue today. But uh, most of these are uh, initial Zoom calls uh, outside, of, or I should say, outside of the Utah Jazz assistants who may still be in the area. Yeah, hopefully they manage to uh, do in-person interviews with Alex Jensen and uh, Lamar Skeeter. I suddenly forgot his name and had to remember it, but I remembered it without looking at my notes because I still haven't found where it is on my notes. Well, well um, Dell Demps was usually uh, originally on the list, but then he took a front office job in Minnesota. Yeah. So he's out. So, yeah, the, the, the two guys they interviewed supposedly at the end of last week, this is basically all reporting from The Athletic, Tony Jones or Shams. Um, it was Charles Lee, who I still can't get over is named Charles Lee because that was a Revolutionary War general and antagonist in an Assassin's Creed game. But he was reportedly interviewed on Friday and then promoted Saturday by the Milwaukee Bucks to associate head coach. Now, as you you teased that at the end of the last segment, that he may have just used that interview to get promoted, although technically I guess he could still leave, but I don't know why he would sign the dotted line on a promotion and then leave. Right. That'd be kind of a jerk move. Yeah, it'd be really disingenuous. And then on Saturday... um, Jason Terry was interviewed by the Jazz. Uh, he has not, so far as I'm aware, received a promotion, but I believe he right now is the, or at least his most recent, was being the head coach of a G League team. So he's got some head coaching experience, not NBA head coaching experience, but, you know, was a good NBA player for a little while. Yeah, he was. He's been in the league for a while. Uh, played probably his most notable years were in Dallas. Yeah, and I believe he won the, the championship with the 2011 with Dirk. Dirk and Jason. Jason Kidd. Yeah, Jason Kidd's yeah. on the team, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm confusing my Hall of Fame point guards. <laughs> Too many Jasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not that Jason Terry was a Hall of Fame point guard, but. Um, so, yeah, that's in. Like I said, the, the ones who were supposed to be, the two names that were reported to being interviewed this week were the two guys who were associated with the Jazz, the two assistants. No other names were specifically given as to who would be interviewed this week, but there are 10 other names, so they've got plenty to work with this week. They may have already interviewed the Jazz guys or other guys. We just haven't heard the reports yet. I know there are two guys on that list uh, initially. I don't know if they still are, but two two guys that are on the Boston coaching staff, um, and so it may be a little bit challenging to get with them right now. Yeah. Though that- it wasn't hard for Charlotte to get with Kenny Atkinson, who's – the associate head coach for the uh, the Warriors, um, but um, so it's not impossible to to do those searches and those interviews while the playoffs are are currently going on. 
Yeah, so they yeah they may made on may wait on it. Uh, Will Hardy and uh, Joe Mazzula are the two Boston um, assistants. Um, I guess Will Hardy's technically the associate head coach. You got to be technical with these things: assistant coach and associate head coach, because I guess those are two different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess it matters to these guys because the title. Well, but. it's it's you know so you're basically you're the second in command. Yeah. Uh, if the coach head coach gets ejected, who takes over? Um, who has that other kind of leadership role? Uh, so I think that that does matter. But I think the Jazz are are kind of making it clear like it it doesn't have to be a, a former head coach, doesn't have to be an associate head coach, doesn't even have to be an NBA head uh, somebody on an NBA coaching staff. Yeah. As with the Jason Terry. Uh, news kind of tells us they they'll even look in the G League. Yeah, basically the only flavor of candidate they don't have, well, I guess maybe two because they don't have a college coach, just straight up college coach right now. A couple of these guys actually have college experience, but they don't have a guy who's coaching college now or a player who's never had any coaching experience, which we see a few that's, of those every now and again. That's true. But you know they, they said they are casting a wide net over everything, and they are doing their due diligence for better or worse. It, the interviews have started. Uh, it's early in the process, so I don't think it's possible for anybody to determine if there's a front runner yet. But uh, they're taking their time. That that have to get exhausting. Like if you're the the twelfth or the thirteenth guy to be interviewed, do you get the same level of energy and interest as if you're like the second or third guy? Yeah, gets it, interviewed? Is, it is hard because Jazz would say, yeah, we're going to give you that same level of attention, but they are only human. And you wonder if the guys who were interviewed first, were they maybe the preferred ones? I don't know how, you know, hiring works, especially for, you know, an organization like the Utah Jazz. So maybe they would have liked to try and hire the, or look at the preferred ones first. I mean, they're looking at both the you know in-house candidates. And then everybody else is judged compared to those guys who they interviewed yeah. earlier on. And it is possible that it's just availability. I mean, the two jazz guys are literally in-house, so you can just go talk to them and say, hey, let's talk about becoming the head coach maybe. Right. And maybe guys like you know the two Boston coaches and whatnot, maybe it's availability is a little trickier. So it, it's kind of hard to tell if the order will affect anything other than maybe just some good old-fashioned fatigue, mental fatigue. Right. Well, um, Danny Ainge, Ryan Smith made it very clear they're not under any particular uh, time constraint on this. They will take their time in uh, uh, figuring that out. I will say in terms of a statement like that, Utah State said they wouldn't rush hiring a coach after Gary Anderson left. I think it took them two weeks. They hired Blake Anderson faster than they than they hired Gary Anderson. So take those kind of statements with a grain of salt. Uh, that's a good point. But I will say actions speak louder than words, and so far the actions do indicate that those words were at least somewhat true. Uh, six eight zero four. If there or is there no Brad Stevens type coach from Butler out there for the Jazz to look at? I mean, in terms of a college coach, like like specifically a college coach. I mean, maybe. I mean, the answer is there probably is. He's out there somewhere. Is he one of the 14? I doubt it. It was interesting hearing Danny Ainge in that interview with David Locke that he had his eye on Brad Stevens for a few years. Brad Stevens was a first-choice guy that he went after. Doc Rivers was a first-choice guy. He does not have a first-choice guy. Yeah. 
this is this is really uncharted territory for all of them in that organization. Yeah, I think six eight zero four. I think clarified just a hidden gem. So maybe not necessarily just a college coach, but a hidden gem. Yes, it's out there somewhere. There's a hidden gem. I guarantee it. Will the Jazz find it? That's a much bigger question. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and my answer is, oh, oh yes, college. Okay, he's clarifying college coach. I just can't. <laughs> I'm trying to get inside his head. I'm not working because he, he clarified again six eight zero four. Yes, a college coach. I, I don't. Know, I, like I think said, it's a little surprising I, that they haven't. That there are no college coaches on the list. It doesn't happen very often, though. Brad Stevens was pretty rare in that he was a college coach that jumped to the NBA. Usually the guys who got hired are the associate head coaches, assistants, and former players. College coaches doesn't happen as much for similar reasons to why you don't see the jump from college football to NFL as much. Um, They're just different games, different animals. And some guys are better suited for college. Some guys are better suited for – or sometimes just better prepared maybe. Yeah. You know, your your experiences are going to form how you coach and, you know, you, you're either going to want to coach the NBA or college, and your experiences are going to make you better at one or the other, usually not both. All right, we've got to take another quick timeout, and when we come back, the stat that blow our minds and our player of the week. Summer is just around the corner. Don't crank up your AC unit before getting it serviced. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning is the team you should call for quality on-time service. If your system needs replaced, think York. York has the best warranties in the business with affordable financing options. Call Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com. comfortable until you are. Advanced air. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Napa Auto Parts has items you're looking for, the parts that you need, use, and rely on every day. Go check out what they've got in stock at their five locally owned stores between Preston and Providence. All right, the stat that blew our minds. Jason, have you got one? Yeah, so Andrew Wiggins, he's leading the finals in total rebounds. And obviously, average, he's averaging 9.4. And the reason this blows my mind is that if you rank all these players by their regular season rebounding average, Andrew Wiggins is eighth. Now he's first. Kind of mind-blowing. Which wow. it, it's helped by the 16 and 13 rebounding performances he's yeah, had. But it's, monster game. Yeah, he just randomly became great at rebounding. Uh, for me, we talked about points off of turnovers. Celtics had 18 turnovers last night. Warriors scored 22 points off of those. Um, Warriors have scored 103 points off of turnovers. And that's the most by any team through the first five finals games since the 92 Bulls. 
That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And quickly, a player of the week for you? Jocelyn Allo. She was uh, on the Oklahoma Sooners National Championship uh, softball team. She's now back-to-back title winner. Did She says she set the record for home runs in the career. And uh, just really great performance by her. That's awesome. Uh, for me, i got to give it to Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he's had a heck of a week. He's got his team ready to win a championship. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last night, the Celtics failed to capitalize on Golden State's off night. Celtics limited Steph Curry to zero threes for the first time in four years, out-rebounded the Warriors by eight, had twice as many free throws, and held the Warriors to just under 23% from three-point range. Despite all of that, Boston still managed to drop game five. There's obviously still hope for Boston, The team has played the Warriors tough all series, but it's hard not to think the Celtics didn't waste an opportunity last night. The Warriors have historically dominated game six, and it's hard to imagine Steph Curry having back-to-back bad shooting nights. The series is never officially over until that team secures the fourth win. But the Warriors stealing a game last night after a historically off night makes it hard to think the Celtics didn't waste a tremendous opportunity to take a commanding 3-2 series lead and take that back home. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.